What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And my cat's a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> we changed the podcast name. We're not bitches and murders anymore. We're, uh... <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, Let's try that one more time. What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And this is, is Bitches and Murders. Part two. Part two. If you thought Morgan fucked your day up last time, you you're not ready. ready. I'm so sorry in advance because we're all going to be triggered together. I feel like I should have put the cinnamon schnapps in my tea. I thought you did put it in your tea. No. Oh. That aggressive cinnamon smell is just from the tea itself. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I mean, it's still no. I mean, it smells good, but like I thought it smelled so cinnamony because it was alcoholic. No, that's just the tea. I'm ashamed of myself now. It's an apple cinnamon tea. It smells delicious. We're gonna find out how it tastes. Are we ready to talk about murdery murders? No, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna recap everything that already happened because we'd be here for another hour. So, uh, if you haven't listened to part one. Why are you listening to a part two if you haven't listened to a part one? Guys, Yeah, you're that's wrong. on you. Go, go back. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. So where we stopped, I will, I will backtrack ever so slightly. Where we stopped was when they had abducted Caroline Owens and like all that stuff. And he was like, I was planning on killing her, but she managed to outsmart me and get away. That's the last thing, right? That was the last thing we talked about, wasn't it? I think so. Okay, bet. And that was, oh, um, January 12th. Oh, that was just like two days before my birthday. That's gross. Of 1973. So uh, they didn't wait very long. No, they did not. Um, April 1973. We'd like a whole three months later. A uh, 19-year-old, Linda Goff, mm-hmm. got to know the couple because she was like dating a guy that like lived with them like one of the lodgers that lived with them well actually it was like two of them and she was like kind of sleeping with two people who lived in this house oh that's right they had the house and they renovated it so they could rent out rooms yeah and, and they had like lodgers and room stuff. And, okay okay yeah. this yeah, is yeah. all coming back to me now yeah so she was sexually involved with two of the different lodgers so she would like come there a lot um so april 19th she moved in and april 20th the lodgers were told that she had been escorted out after hitting one of the children. So, like, she got there April 19th. By April 20th, she was already gone. And they were like, oh, yeah, she, like, hit one of the kids. We, like, kicked her out. And so, you know, that's kind of the story everyone got. And so her mom comes to 25 Cromwell Street and was like, hey, have you seen my daughter, Linda? And she was told the exact same story. Mm-hmm. However, she noted that while Rosemary was telling her this story, she was wearing one of Linda's outfits. Okay. Mm. I uh, hate that. Isn't that fun? No. I don't know that fun's the word that I would use. So, uh, okay. So, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk briefly about, like, just a couple of the murders. And later at the end of the episode, I'm just going to recap all of them. Okay. Because if I did that all in the middle, we'd kind of lose the story. That's so. Okay. So, uh, 
they're like one of the reasons that they obviously knew that these were like serial killers besides the fact that you, you'll see um but um is they they were very unique like signatures like so up to this point like everybody they've found has been like really dismembered and like they have had like little bones missing like the other people that have been found so far mm-hmm. <laughs> been being so chaotic um so with this girl linda linda listen when her uh dismembered body was found mm-hmm. as always um there were some very unique injuries that uh would prove that all of these crimes were kind of like committed by the same people i don't appreciate the way that you said unique injuries but uh so for instance um a reoccurring pattern was that her jaw was completely wrapped in duct tape in surgical tape to make it like to gag her essentially so she couldn't scream and they basically like duct taped over most of her face and then duct taped in two little like tubes for her nose so she could still breathe i'm sorry what yeah they they just mummy wrapped her and then put in little nose tubes i mean at at least they had the decency to put in nasal cannulas well she would have died immediately it wouldn't have been fun for them because they want to get to do all the other things I'm going to tell you oh about. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so long strands of string and knotted fabric were found along with her body. Um, and this was common with like a lot of the bodies. Um, and there were holes carved into the wooden beams of the cellar. So basically all of them are like suspended from the ceiling before they're killed. And then sh- she either died from suffocation or strangulation. They weren't really sure. Okay. So it's either like the nose tubes didn't work. And they didn't do, they only did the nose tubes on her and they didn't on anyone else. So I'm kind of assuming maybe they just didn't work and she ended up like suffocating. Like they just weren't enough air for her. Yeah. Because uh, the other girls, they just wrapped enough. like their mouth and down and like didn't wrap like over their nose or anything. Strangely enough, nasal cannulas have to be placed very specifically. Otherwise, they don't actually work. Right. And they're also much deeper than most people realize. Like they go... Well, depending on the kind you have and what they're used for. But they can go, like, they go a little farther in your nose than I think a lot of people realize, too. Yeah. So, like, obviously, I can't speak for human medicine, but I know for, like, veterinary medicine, we measure from the tip of the nose to, like, the ocular inlet. Yeah, like, they go in deep. we'll we'll mark that, and then that's how far we put the tube in, is that mark that we've made. Right. So, like, they, they go a lot farther than people realize. Yeah, so her, Linda's body, was also missing five cervical vertebrae, the kneecaps, and several fingers. And then mm. she had been buried in a pit under the garage. And later they built a bathroom on top of her. Well, then. Um, so, yeah, investigations by police later would show that all the victims found at Cromwell Street were killed and dismembered at that location. Um, so between ni- November of 1973 and April of 1975, five victims were murdered and dismembered there. That seems like not a lot of time frame. Yeah. That's okay. Go, go off. So November 10th of 1973. So just a couple of months later, 15 year old Carol Ann Cooper was abducted after spending the night at the movies with her boyfriend. Oh no. Um, so she was in Warden. She was like waiting for a bus and they pulled up beside her, like jumped out, dragged her in the car. And then her face was like bound with the surgical tape and her arms were like tied up. Um, same as the other one, they suspended her from the beams. And she also 
died of either suffocation or strangulation and was buried in the cellar. Hmm. So over the next 17 months, like I said, four more victims between 15 and 21 were subjected to a similar fate with one catch. What's the catch? Police found that as each victim progressed, the dismemberment, abuse, like the paraphernalia found in their grave and the torture were significantly worse for each victim. Okay, I hate that. Uh, I've been trying not to say this this entire time, but I can't get this meme out of my head unless I say it. So I'm going to say it. So I saw a meme the other day that mm-hmm. uh, fits real nicely into this case. I'm scared. What What's the difference between a choking fetish and necrophilia? I don't know. About 15 seconds. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it came up in my Facebook and I was like, I, I can't make it through this episode without saying it. I have to. We'll talk about necrophilia later. Don't you worry. Oh, no. We'll get there. No. Don't you worry. I was kidding. Um, So now we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Like I said, we're going to talk more about the murders later because holy shit, there's plenty of other wild shit that happens that does not even murder related. Mm. Um, So all that really matters right now is April of 1975. The couple killed a girl named Juanita Mott and then they buried her in the cellar like always. And then he concreted over the entire cellar. And turned it into a bedroom for his children. No, 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 it's a little unclear who did this one um, because there's been a lot of back and forth about this one. But one of the two um, killed an 18-year-old lodger named Shirley Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, she had moved in in April of 1977. So she lived there for like about a year, a little over a year. And at the time of her death, she was super pregnant. And there was a lot of rumors that it was Fred's kid. Mm. And Rose was like also pregnant at the time. And for a while, she was like literally bragging to her neighbors that Shirley's kid was Fred's, which is already a little bit uh, weird. Uh, Hate it. Um, Hate everything about it. But then she soon started to hate Shirley because she felt like Fred liked her too much. And so um, they like stabbed her to death. Somebody Somebody. who knows. Probably Um, And they ended up like dismembering her um but they didn't like they didn't torture her they didn't like sexually assault her or like any of those things mm-hmm. um but uh fred testified later that because uh, the baby had been removed and he testified later that rose like cut the baby out herself like she didn't kill shirley but she like was real excited to participate in that part of it huh mm. i don't like it I don't like anything about it. Um, and, and then who's surprised? A couple of other bones were missing. Who's fucking shocked? Um, so they told everybody that she decided to go live with her father in West Germany. Um, and then the final murder we're going to talk about for now. Um, August 5th of 1979, a 16-year-old Allison Chambers had run away from a, like a, like a children's home. Um, and she like left the children's home to come be their live-in nanny. Because that's a winning position. <laughs> yeah, because that's obviously worked out so well for other people. Um, 
and her uh we'll, we'll talk about her more later but her body was also buried in the garden and dismembered um and then they like took a letter that she had written earlier and then like went to like a different city and like mailed it to her mom to look like she had like moved to a different city <gasps> if we learned nothing from my home girl that made the soaps don't write letters yeah letters are always a bad idea they will use it to make it look like you're fine so i titled this next session section this session next session whatever uh more abuse no we ain't done because <laughs> i i know how much you you love this part of it i do love your titles i hate you right now but i love your titles so 1979 anna marie runs away from home after okay so she got pregnant had an atopic pregnancy like was Ooh. in the hospital like real real bad this is like two days later mm-hmm. rosemary beats her focusing on specifically just her stomach like be her like bad 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 like hospital bad um obviously right after fucking all of that shit she just went through and so anna marie runs away from home so after she runs away from home that meant that all the abuse shifted onto Heather and May, who were, like, the next girls in the secession. Yeah. Um, like, after they'd hit puberty, like, the sex, like, sexual abuse had already gotten worse. So, like, this is also the part where Fred told him, I made you. I can do what I like with you. Mm, Which is nope. probably the grossest thing I've ever heard. Mm, don't like it. That is not, no. Do not like Children it. are not property. Nope. That's not how anything works. Um, And he also straight told them to their faces many times that he planned to get them both pregnant. And he also would, like, force all of his children to, like, watch pornography with him. Ew. I know. I just can't even imagine, like, even, like, if you were a pedophile, like, I just can't imagine that being appealing. Like, no, 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 I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate it. Anyways, um, <sighs> next thing, because I don't want to think about that anymore. I don't want to think about any of this anymore, but here we are. Um, so Heather, May, and Steven, like the next three in the line, yeah. um, they're all super close at age. So like they were like just close in general. So they would like always stick together and they would like never leave each other's side because like if, you know, the boy was with them, like they were less likely to get sexually assaulted. And like yeah. if they were together, like they were less likely. Um, so like they would only shower change like if he wasn't even in the house. Oh my god. And they would always have like someone standing guard like outside of the door. And they also took Steven aside and told him that he would have to have sex with his mom by the time he turned seventeen. Oh. No. Which he got lucky because he got kicked out of the house at sixteen, so like that didn't happen. Smart boy. <laughs> um but like what the fuck? Um, so May seemed to like handle it better mm-hmm. like she'd kind of just like she would like kind of like let him like touch her a little bit but if he tried to like push things too far she'd just kind of like like if you're like a waitress or something and someone like grabbed your butt and you don't want to like hit him because you're at work and you kind of just like laugh it off but mm-hmm. like clear that it's not going any farther she would like kind of do that to him like kind of just like brush him off and like find a reason to like leave okay so she like didn't get it quite so bad but Heather was like not the same and she was just like the typical fucking like abuse child like you know she had anxiety and depression and panic yeah. attacks and she was like a huge mess and you know like all of that 
Um, and then her parents also thought that she might be bi or a lesbian. And, like, so they really, like, targeted her even more. So she would, like, you know, be beat, like, made fun of and stuff. Like, Fred never really liked her, like, at all. And, like, mm-hmm. had always had it out for her. And then she one time she went to Rosemary for help. And Rosemary just literally laughed in her face. Ew, like I said, everything. she just like cracked up. Um, so Heather like had repeatedly told her siblings like she wanted to run away, she didn't want to live there anymore, like she never wanted to see any humans again. Like she was like real fucked up. Yeah. Under- understandably fucked right, up. Understandably so. <laughs> so she actually complained to her friends, like she was one of the only kids that actually said anything to anyone. So she like complained to all of her friends about it. And like it was, like, obvious. Like, everyone could tell how fucking a mess she was. Yeah. Um, like, staff at school noticed injuries. Like, obviously, noticed her acting weird. Um, and, like, so she ended up telling her close friend, like, that her mom would, like, call her a little bitch and, like, tell her that she deserved to be beat and stuff. Um, and stuff. So, yeah. Like, so it went all around the school. Like, all the kids knew. All the adults knew. And stuff. Um and also, like, rumors of, like, how fucking crazy Rosemary was, like, sex-wise, like, all the fucking prostitution and all that shit. Like, that got around the school, too. Okay. Mm, this better be where you tell me that the administration stepped in and then Heather went to therapy and became a well-adjusted adult. And not that the administration did fucking nothing. Yeah. Um. So, this got back to Fred and Rosemary. And so, like, Fred started just walking her to and from school so she, like, couldn't talk to anybody. So she just ended up dropping out of school. So in 1986, she dropped out of school. And so she like applied for like a shit ton of jobs because she was like trying to get out of the house, trying to like move away. So she applied for this job as a cleaner at like a, it was like a camp or like a hotel, like some kind of like little thing. Yeah. Um, In Torquay, which is like just a little like seaside place that was like a couple hours away. Um. So she had applied for that. She was super excited about it. She was like, I get to move out of town, like to, you know what I mean? Like a different city, all this stuff, like I'll be out of here. And then June 18th, she got a letter from them saying like formally, like you didn't get the job. Oh no. And she was like a hot mess, like fucking sobbed all night. And like everyone knew, like she was like straight, just like, I didn't get this job. This is why I'm upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so when they left, a, like the next morning, when they left to go to school, Heather was just, like, sitting on the couch and just, like, looking all, you know, depressed. Right. So, when they got home, that they were told that Heather left to go be in that job. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, Heather left to go get that job at that that place. Yeah. And they were like, no, she fucking didn't. Um. So, obviously, they were like, no, she fucking didn't. Like, yeah. we know she didn't get the job. Did you not hear her sobbing for the last, like, 14 right. hours like, about how she didn't? fooling anybody. <laughs> And then Rosemary also told, like, this story changes so many fucking times. Of course it does, because it's a lie. Strangely enough, it's hard to keep that shit straight. Right. So, like, they told the kids that Heather left to accept the job, even though she obviously didn't get it. And then Rosemary told a neighbor that her and Heather had a big fight, and Heather had, like, run away from home. To a different neighbor, she told them that her and Heather had a fight, but she, like, gave Heather money so she could, like, move out. And then her parents said she eloped with, like, a lesbian lover. Oh, Jesus. And then at one point, they said she was, like, a lesbian and also in a drug cartel. And at another point, they said she was doing credit card fraud. And that's, that's why we couldn't, like, tell the police she was missing. Uh, it gets 
real <laughs> real wild i mean like because obviously like the kids were like go to the police and they were like oh she's a credit card scammer i don't know she's a, <laughs> a lesbian something about yeah. drugs can't um, go to the police i'm not condoning lying in any way shape or form but if you're gonna at least lie, be good at it stick with one story just pick and be one consistent lie. about it like if you give five different stories people are gonna catch on to the fact that you're full of shit so they even can manage to like convince and or pay someone to call the house and like pretend to be her jesus and the kids were literally like yeah She's our fucking sister, you dumbasses. We know that's not her. Like, what What do you mean? Like, we know what her voice sounds like. Um, So, you'll love this. No. As the years progress, mm-hmm. Fred would often joke, if the kids did something wrong, that they would end up under the patio like Heather. Not an okay thing to say to your children. <sighs> And you'll love this next sentence even more. You know, you keep using the word love and I don't think it means what you think it means. Well, he wasn't fucking lying. <laughs> she, buried, she was buried under the patio and they built a fucking barbecue pit and a table over her so they could have family gatherings. <gasps> Can I go home? You are home. Can I go to my room? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> There's another CC here. She can take... She can pretend to be this. That was my nickname for a while. We can replace the CC with that CC. I I want I want you to acknowledge too that th- this happened in s- 1986, right? Mm. I almost said at uh, 1786. <laughs> um, there we're we're not gonna talk about them getting a search warrant until 1994. Okay. Mm but it's okay because we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit to 1992 so we're like almost there this is why i make tea to sit through morgan's episodes because i need comfort <laughs> yeah i'm really good at that uh so may 1992 mm-hmm. fred asked louise who was i don't know exactly where she is in the succession but i know she's 13 at this time okay so that's what i got for you <laughs> um so he asked her to bring some bottles to like this room basically was like go get this shit and bring it here yeah um and like rosemary was gone so they see her go get the stuff they hear her go in the room and then they hear her scream and they hear her scream no don't oh geez louise and they found her later like curled up in like the fetal position like 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 bleeding and he had like almost strangled her to death so like she was all bruised up and apparently he had like raped and sodomized her is what she said and like almost obviously choked her to death and so when she told like when their mom got home she immediately went to her and was like holy fucking shit this just happened and guess what rosemary told her um stop making shit up oh well you were asking for it i hate that even more i'm not gonna get on my soapbox we're just gonna continue Yep. We're going to keep moving forward. (laughs) Over the next few weeks, Louise was raped several more times with at least, at least one of these times being personally witnessed by Rosemary, who after it was all done and she was literally gushing blood and going to the bathroom and trying to clean up, followed her into the bathroom saying, well, what did you fucking expect was going to happen? Dude, what the fuck? 
so uh, if anyone wants to put a hit out on a rosemary, I'm just what saying. Do you, what do you mean? Oh yeah, we'll get there. Are you trying to hint that this bitch isn't in jail? We'll get there. Morgana. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he also, okay, this is important later. He also filmed at least one of these. This is important later. So, okay. So Louise went and told her friend and the friend told her mom, obviously, Mm -hmm. and her mom called the police. Oh, good. So August 4th of 1992 is when the mom calls the police. So August 6th, the police end up, it was actually kind of like smart. So the police were like okay well we can't just go in there and like let them know that we think this is what happened so they made up like this like they were like said they were like looking for some stolen stuff or you know what i mean like they made up like a a story where like the west would just be like oh yeah come on in like we don't have any stolen things like look around and then they were like really actually like looking for the video so they'd have like solid proof so they ended up finding 99 pornographic videos that were like a mixture of like purchased and homemade. Um, and then like a bunch of like weird BDSM paraphernalia. But they didn't find the video of Louise. So like she made a full statement. This actually like was. Th- these are good police officers. Like we are good police officers for once in our life. <laughs> for, for once in one of these freaking cases. I like don't they the actually handled everything like properly. Oh, good. And, like, that's amazing. So, like, she made a full statement. They even had, like, a specially trained lawyer. And she had, like, a responsible adult. Like, they did it all properly the way you should for children. But. And so all the children were taken and placed in foster care. Like, immediately. But. There's no but. No, I don't trust you. There has to be a but. No, they they just did a good job. Oh. Uh, And they took all the children away and put them in foster care. Oh. And they were, like, obvious. Like, it was very obvious that there was sexual and physical abuse. Like, when they took the kids, like, they obviously give them all, like, a checkup. And it was, like, very obvious. Oh. Um, cool. And the, the children told the police it was mostly their mother and then told them about, like, the threats about Heather. So, the police begin, like, a full investigation. Um, and Fred was, Fred, <laughs> Fred was charged <laughs> with three counts of rape and one of buggery. What the <laughs> fuck is buggery? It's sodomizing. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Wait, but like it's just why a, wouldn't you just say a very outdated yeah it's a very outdated word for it buggery that's what they used to call it in like medieval times it's just like i think we can buggery br- bring it into the this was fucking in like the 90s like come okay. on guys someone invent a time machine and then give it to me because i want to go find the person who decided that that was going to be called buggery and just smack him upside the head okay so rose was also charged like as an accomplice good and why she- isn't she in jail I mean, she is in jail. You made it sound like she wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't going to ruin it. Morgan Lynn. <laughs> uh, so she faced charges for child cruelty, forcing her husband to rape her daughter. They basically just whole ass made a new charge for her. They were like, yeah, that shit's so fucking wild. We're just charging her for that we're shit. Just, we're making it up. That, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and obstructing justice. Um, they both claimed... The Heather was alive and was working as a prostitute because let's change the story again. Why not? Um, so August oh, eleventh. Tea up my nose. Oh yeah, August eleventh. Rose changes her story again, oh my and God. that's when she said the that she was a lesbian. I paid her six hundred pounds so she would get out of my house. Um, and then Rose was granted bail on the grounds that she didn't try to contact like Fred or the children. So Fred was being held in what? Birmingham. 
And Anna Marie heard that he was like denying everything. And so she came in and was like, I'm giving a full statement. So she sat down with the fucking OG. That's amazing. Detective Constable Hazel Savage. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. His last name is not Savage. I'm pretty sure it's a girl, actually. Her last name is not Savage. Yes. I love her. That's the best thing I've heard this uh, entire episode. And the bar's <laughs> real low because you've told me some real fuck shit. Uh, yeah. So she came in. She was like, I'll give you a full statement. She talked about like her entire childhood. She agreed to testify against them, like everything. Mm-hmm. And she was also the one that told them like, hey, like look for Rena. Look for Charmaine. Like I've never, you know what I mean? Like my sister's gone. My mother's gone. I've never seen them again. And like they didn't even know because he had never filed missing person resort like reports. So no one even knew that they were like missing. Right. So um, they also did interviews with Anna's husband, uh, Chris Davis. And he also said like Heather had come to him like personally even and like had told him some of the stuff that was going on and like how much she wanted to leave. And he said that he had like made some comment about like talking to her parents, kind of being like, oh, we're going to have a fucking conversation. And she was like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, oh, my God, don't do that. They'll kill both of us. And that was, like, the last time he talked to her. Okay. So the case ended up collapsing on June 7th of 1993 um, because 13-year-old Louise was too scared to testify. I mean. And then, like, when she was. I mean, I get it. I'm not, like, mad at her for it. But, like, she was too scared to testify. And then, like, all of the kids were, like, getting worse. Like, Like, they're being treated really badly because of, like, this whole thing. So Anna Marie was, like my siblings are really the only ones suffering here. Like, this isn't fair. You know what I mean? So she ends up, like, withdrawing her statement. Um, But how she, like, even though she, like, withdrew her statement, she still, like, kept in contact with the police, and she still was like, no, though, like, you need to find my mom, and you need to find my sister. Like, whether or not you find Heather, like, I want you to find the other people. Right. Um, So, like I said, the West were acquitted of all charges, but the children stayed in, like, foster care. Um... And also, like, all of the family members, like, cut ties at this point. Like, no one would speak to Fred and Rosemary at Gee, all. Gee, I wonder why. Um, so, DC Savage. <laughs> My homegirl. love that name. Um, was convinced that Heather was dead. She was like, yeah. Yeah, probably. That bitch is dead. Because they also looked for Charmaine and Rena and realized no one had heard from them since, like, 1971 or earlier. Like, there was no evidence that they'd been alive since 1971, and this is fucking 1993. Oof. So they were like, oh, yeah, them bitches is dead. All, all, of, all of them are dead. Um, so February 23rd of 1994, she gets a search warrant for 25 Carmel to try and find Heather's remains. So <laughs> this is, like, my favorite part. This is where, like, shit hits the fan, but, like, in a good way. Okay. Like, they deserve everything that's coming to them. <laughs> uh, so, they bring the warrant to Rosemary on the 24th, and she was a fucking wreck. She starts, like, screaming at people, and she started, like, like, she kept changing her story, like, even, like, mid-conversation, and she was, like, cry- like she was a hot mess. Hot mess express. And so, like, they called Fred, because he'd been working in Stroud, which is, like, a couple hours away. So, like, you know, it took him, like, three hours to get there. And once he got there, he told everyone, like, it's totally fine. Like, I'm going to go with the police officers. Like, we're just going to have a conversation. I'm just going to tell them what happened. So he tells them, like, the same old tired lies. And they're like, yeah, no, those are lies. We know that. (laughs) Yeah, you're full of shit and we're not buying it. And then so, but they kind of, like, 
so like this was like a big excavation obviously because they're excavating like a whole garden so like it took more than one day yeah so like the first day they mostly were like hey we're doing this and then they kind of like set stuff up and so like that night may and steven said that they saw their parents like they were like huddled in the kitchen like whispering frantically to each other and kept like looking out the window at the garden and so they were like okay so early the next morning fred takes steven aside there's a lot of quotes coming up too which are oh no wild oh no so fred takes steven aside and he goes look son this is a direct quote look son look after mom and sell the house i've done something really bad i want you to go to the papers and make as much money as you can so when the police arrived fred told them that he wished to be arrested for heather's murder and he would give a full confession oh. he was like all right, bitches, put them <laughs> handcuffs on. Let's go. You're just sitting at the front hallway, just like, all right. All right. Take me. I'm ready. So at 11.15 a.m., weirdly specific, but I know that, um, he admitted that he killed his daughter. He said that he strangled her in a fit of rage, and then he dismembered her in the bathroom. Ironically, the same one that's uh, over Linda's grave um, with, like, a big, like, butcher knife yeah thing um and then he stored her body in a trash can until he had time to dig her grave Hmm. and then he claimed like rose knew nothing about it he said she was like with some clients at the time and he also told them that they were digging in the wrong place and he was like no 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 just like take me there i'll show you where to dig don't dig over there like there's nothing over there like i'll show you where her body is yeah, and so, like, that's also the night that, like, you know, the children got told about everything. And, like, right. obviously, they were really upset. So, February 26th at 4 p.m., the police find a thigh bone coming from the part of the garden that Fred told them <laughs> not to look in. <laughs> they also, but they did also, like, excavate where he said. Like, they dug down a little bit and were like, oh, a thigh bone, that's weird. But then they dug, like, fully in where he said. And her body was there. Like, he did tell them the right place. So they found uh, a mass of bones tied up in a garbage bag. So not only did he put her in a trash can, he literally put her in the trash bag in the trash can and then just like tied the trash bag and like tossed the bag in the grave. Mm. And so, like I said, remember, he said he strangled her in a fit of rage. Yeah. So they found in the bag, like the pieces had been like. Like, there was a bunch of rope, like, tangled up in it, where she probably had clearly, like, been tied up. Do you want to know what else they found in the bag? No, but you're going to tell me anyway. All of her fingernails, which Ugh. had been systematically removed. <laughs> no. As she had been tortured, oh. and those were also tossed all separately oh into the bag. Oh, no. So, yeah, that, uh, that normally happens when you strangle people in a fit of rage, you uh. know. Real casual. Their, their fingernails just spontaneously uh, all pop off. No. <laughs> no. I. Okay. For for the class who doesn't know me. Uh, there are. I don't do fingernails. I don't fuck with fingernails. Yeah. This is the worst part of the whole story <laughs> for me. There are two things that I don't fuck with. And it's faces and fingernails. I hate it so much. Agreed. Eyes, teeth, fingernails, needles. Yeah. Those like, are my strict. Glasgow hard smile fucking i hate it I that hate shit doesn't bother so me much. at all i think those are kind of cool you gouge somebody's eyeball out i'm judging you <laughs> so okay so obviously they were like uh hey freddy boy um i'm pretty sure your daughter didn't have three thighs <laughs> what the f- <laughs> the fuck is this shit hmm. 
Strangely enough, the human body does not have three femurs. Weird. And he goes, oh, yeah. Um, forgot to tell you, there's, a, there's two more bodies in the garden. So one of them is Shirley Robinson, and then the other one, like, he refused to say who it was. I don't know how I would feel if somebody was, like, if I was a cop and somebody super casually was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, two other bodies in this garden. Uh, so obviously they got a search warrant for the rest of the property. Yeah, strangely enough. <laughs> um, so, and then, obviously because he had solely confessed to this, they took Rosemary and they put her in, like, a safe house, like, a couple cities away. Um, and like I said, obviously all the children are in foster care already. So, like, the children are gone. And then they take Rosemary, whatever. Um, so Fre- Fred was in custody and they were having him like, they were like drilling this man. Like, I know he did terrible shit, but like, I feel slightly bad for him. Cause they said that no. interviews would average 16 hours of the day of nonstop interviewing. Good. Which is just insane to me. Like, I feel like you can't even get any more information at that point. <laughs> um, so after a few days of this, Howard Ogden, which is his lawyer, mm-hmm. gave the, like the guy and head of the like investigation was a guy named superintendent john bennett um so he gave him a note from fred that said and i quote i frederick west Mm -hmm. authorize my solicitor howard ogden to advise superintendent bennett that i wish to admit to a further approximately nine killings (laughs) expressly charmaine rena lydia goff and others to be identified f west so he explained that there was five bodies in the cellar and that there was one under the ground floor bathroom. Um, and he said that he had picked them all up while they were either like hitchhiking or at bus stops and he killed them so they wouldn't tell Rose that he was cheating on her. Which is obviously a whole lot of bullshit because we know that Rose was had no problem with him sleeping with other women. You also, know. Right. Like <laughs> And he also claimed that he only dismembered them to fit so they would like fit in small graves. Mm. But uh then why'd they all have bones missing, fam? The same bones missing, fam. Mm. But anyways. Um, so between March 5th and March 8th, the police find six more bodies, like he said, at uh, 25 Cromwell Street. And like I said, each was extensively dismembered. He showed signs of extreme sexual abuse. Um, and he also said he like would not talk about the missing bones. Wouldn't say where they are. They've never been found. We don't know what he did with them. We don't. No one knows. So, if you ever find a bunch of kneecaps and fingers, who knows? Okay, so, the investigators, like I said, were actually not shitty for the first time in existence. And they were <laughs> like, there's no fucking way you did all this shit and your wife didn't know. Right. Like, there's no fucking way. Like, absolutely not. Um. So, she was arrested April 20th of 1994. And so, they... She had old charges for the rape of an 11-year-old girl. And then she had charges for physical abuse of an 8-year-old boy from, like, Ah. the mid-70s. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to book her on those so they could, like, hold her. Right. And then we're going to ask her about, obviously, the other stuff. And so she refused bail. And they transferred her to Puckle Church (laughs) Prison. (laughs) Can you imagine me? I I don't even feel like max security and... Puckle Church sounds like intimidating at all. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just going down the hill to Puckle Church. Puckle Church. <laughs> um. So, 
Like I said, that was April 20th. So April 25th, she was like officially charged with Lydia Goff's murder. Okay. Lydia? Linda, sorry. I, I, I typed like, Lydia the second time and I was like, my. <laughs> Linda. Um, so April 25th, she was charged. May 6th, they were also, both of them were also charged with five more counts of murder. And she like, every single charge, she was like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. Right. And the sky is purple. And then um, Fred did claim that he didn't kill Anne McFall, but he told police exactly where her body was, along with Rena and Charmaine. And so they were excavated between like April 10th and like June 7th. And then at this time, he was transferred to Birmingham's Winston Green Prison. And they put him on like a strict suicide watch. Like, check your room every 10 minutes. Like, you're going to kill yourself kind of a dealio. Weird how they could do that for him, but not a... Epstein. <laughs> I don't know how we always bring it back to that. <laughs> it, like every episode at some point. <laughs> um, so June 30th of 1994, Fred and Rosemary were both brought together at the same time mm-hmm. before the magistrate's court in Gloucester. 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 Um, so he was charged with 11 murders and she was charged with nine. Okay. So, so apparently, I didn't actually know this, but apparently in like England, when you're like charged like that in like a couple... Like, if one person... It doesn't matter who physically commits the murder. If you both, like, participated at all, you are both equally guilty for the same crime. Ooh. Over I there. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Well, yes and no. Because even in America, there's people who have been, like, at a murder but didn't participate. But just because they were at the scene, like, they've been charged. And, like, that's not really fair. Anyways, I'm uh, not going to get into that. I mean... It's really situational, yeah, I feel like. it's situational, but... In this Um, case, I like it. But so, like, they were brought together. And so, like, Fred tried to, like, reach out and put his hand on her shoulder to, like, comfort her. And she, like, basically, she was just, like, pretending he didn't exist. And then when he touched her, she, like, like, pulled away real fast. Like, ugh, don't do that. Um, And so, like, when they they tried to, like, lead him out afterwards, he, like, fought to get back to her. Like, he was trying to pull her and, like, was trying to fight back. And she was literally just, like, get the fuck off of me, you gross man. Um, so July 3rd, he was officially charged with Anne McFall's murder as well. Um, so after court, Rosemary, like, refused all his letters. She, like, publicly went to the media and was like, he killed my children and I love them so much. And I hate so much of, like, the monster that he is and all that bullshit. Nobody's buying the shit you're selling. And so... Like, obviously, Fred was, like, incredibly depressed. Like, there's a reason he was on suicide watch. Good. Um, so he begged Stephen and Anna Marie, were the only two people who, like, visited him, to, like, tell her how much he loved her and, like, how much he wanted her back. But, like, Rosemary, like, never acknowledged him. Good. And so he withdrew. <laughs> I kind of, I'll give him this. This is petty and I love it. So he was like, fine, bitch. Whatever. So he went to the police and he was like, yeah. I was covering for her. We made an agreement I would cover, but she fully participated, if not performed herself, most of these fucking murders. And he straight and told them all the fucking details, which they were like, oh, hell yes. This story lines up a lot better with what we were seeing. Because they had noticed like little like effeminate touches on like the bodies. Like some of them were like tied up with scarves that were like tied in like nice bows and stuff. Like stuff that like a working fucking ice cream driver like he would never think to like grab a pretty scarf and tie it in a pretty bow right you know what i mean (laughs) 
So they were like, we know she participated. That is a level of petty that I can support. Also, they <laughs> knew that, like, fucking, that Fred was in prison when Charmaine died. Like, they found her body. They knew when she died. Yeah. And they were like, we know she's fucking involved. Um, Though, he did kind of go a little too far, and he tried to say that she killed Anne McFall. But, no. like, they hadn't even met yet, and also right. she was, like, 14 when Anne died. So, like, I'm going to say no, she didn't. Um, so January 1st of 1995. So the suicide watch had been like relaxed. Like it'd been like a year at this point of them, like constantly having him on suicide watch. So they were like, nothing's happened in like a year. Chill. Um, if this man, if you tell me that this man, don't you do it? No. No. He asphyxiated himself by wrapping a rope he made from a blanket and stolen tags from prison laundry bags around his neck, tied it to, like, a door handle, and then, like, kneeled forward, like, into it. Yeah. Until he died. He also wrote a really fucking weird suicide note. You have it, don't you? I do. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You think I wasn't going to come with receipts? (laughs) Come on. So this suicide note that it really doesn't read much like a suicide note. Oh, no. Here we are. To Rose West, Steve, and May. It's also weird because I've called him Steve in this whole time, so him calling him Steve is weird to me. Well, Rose, it's your birthday. On the He must have wrote this like prior, and then he just didn't have a chance to kill himself until January because the dates are like earlier because he wrote this on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, Rose, it's your birthday on November 29th, 1994, and you'll be... 41 and still beautiful and still lovely and i love you yes that's all one sentence with no punctuation Uh. we will always be in love the most wonderful thing in my life was when i met you our love is special to us so love keep your promises to me you know what they are where we are put together forever and ever is up to you we loved heather both of us i would love charmaine to be with heather and rena you will always be mrs west all over the world That's important to me and to you. I haven't got you a present, but all I have is my life. I will give it to you, my darling. When you are ready, come to me. I will be waiting for you. And at the end of the note, he drew like a little gravestone. He drew his own gravestone. (laughs) And on it, he wrote, in loving memory, Fred West and Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. No. <laughs> no. I would like to be excused. We're almost done. Just bear with me here. I just, what the fuck? <laughs> I told you it just keeps getting weirder and it's like not even murdery. It's just like, what? Why? Oh what is wrong? God. I. Oh, no. I, no. I'm not unpacking that note. Okay. Not so we're going to talk about Rose real quick. But okay. I just have to note that the next section after Rose is called, so let's fill in all the murdery blanks. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, so February of 1995, like a month after he killed himself, um, it was like Rose's pre-trial. And so she pleaded not guilty to 10 charges of murder because they added one for Charmaine. Um, so her trial didn't begin until October 3rd, and it was at the Winchester Crown Court. 
Uh, she was basically fucked, like literally from the beginning, because the before at the pretrial, the judge decided to allow circumstantial evidence that established like Ooh. a pattern of sexual abuse and Rose's like participation. Yeah, she's fucked. So yeah, she was fucked. Um, so they were portrayed correctly um, as sex crazed murderers, and like obviously it was super pointed out that like Fred was in prison when Charmaine was killed. You know. Obviously, like I said, they pointed out, like, the feminine things about it as well. And they had uh, they had a bunch of, like, witnesses. They had, like, the lodgers. They had victims' relatives. Um, Rose's mother and her sister. Um, Anna Marie testified. A former lover of the two of them testified. Caroline Owens testified. Um, and a couple of other people they had, like, assaulted and, like, their neighbors. So, like... They had basically everybody necessary to be like, she's a fucking shitty person. Um, so, like, obviously in her testimony, she, like, kept trying to lie. And it was, like, really fucking obvious. Like, they were like, yeah, your stories aren't matching up. And they're like, sometimes she'd be, like, sobbing. And then other times she'd be, like, laughing. Like, she literally made fun of one of the victim's glasses. Oh, my God. And said she, like, wore, like, grandpa glasses. Oh. And was, like, laughing about it. So, clearly they were like you're you know what i mean like you're just lying right so the jury found her on unanimously words are hard they found her unanimously guilty on every count they're like yeah that bitch fuck that bitch (laughs) so she was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole um she was incarcerated at bronzefield and they moved her to a different prison but in 2019 just a couple of months ago she just got moved to a new prison where she's still trying to say that she's innocent and still trying to, like, appeal her sentence for, like, the 10th time. No, bitch. No. So you ready to talk about murder? No. <laughs> Is it better if I call it muck duck? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So together they're known to have committed at least 12 murders. We'll get to the at least part in a little bit. Uh, Between 1967 and 1987. Um, And basically anyone who has ever talked to them is like, yeah, they killed more people than that. Like definitely way more people than that. Yeah. Um, So (sighs) police had recorded over 108 hours of videotapes with Fred, like of interviews. Um, So like on many occasions, Fred would make hints that he had like, many other victims but he wouldn't really like say much he did tell them that he murdered a 15 year old named mary bastholm in 1968 and then he buried the body in like some farmland near bishop's cleave where he used to like live way back in part one of this episode when we talked about that yeah um he also killed claimed to have killed at least one victim while working on a construction project in birmingham and that other bodies had randomly been buried throughout like scotland and herefordshire and but he never, like, straight out said, except for, like, that one, like, this is who it was. He was kind of just like, yeah, I killed someone. Mm. You're going to love this quote. I, you keep using that word, and I don't think it means what you think it means. Actually, I lied. We're not going to do the quote yet. We're going to jump ahead, and then we're going to come back to oh, the quote, no. because the quote's real good, and I like it. Um. So, okay, so, like, he had his lawyer, but he also had what they call an appropriate adult, which is kind of just someone to, like help you through the whole thing you know what i mean because he wasn't very intelligent and so like he kind of needed a little someone to like help him sometimes Mm -hmm. so to that lady her name is janet leach 
He claimed that there were up to 20 more victims that he and his wife had killed. Not in any one place, but spread around. And he intended to reveal the location of one body per year to investigators. Which obviously didn't happen. Um, while he was in custody, Fred also um, like admitted a lot of the stuff to like his son. Because mm-hmm. like I said, his son was like one of the only people that like visited him. Um, so he like told them that he had extensively tortured the victims. And then he said that he didn't rape them, but he waited until they were dead to rape them. Ugh. That's why I said we're coming back to that later on. No. Um, he also said the reason that so many fingers were missing. Nope. And like fingers and toes were because he had removed them during torture. <laughs> no. And then he said the other torture methods he commonly used were extracting their nails, mutilating them, or, like, burning them with cigarettes. Um, And he also said the locations of all the burial sites, both discovered and undiscovered, were, like, symbolic to him. So each one had been buried at or, like, very close to, like, where he lived or where he worked or, like, something important to him. So there's a little quote from Stephen talking about something that his dad... uh, told him in 1994 oh no he said to me Mm -mm. can you remember helping me dig those holes in the garden when you were a kid (gasps) i said i couldn't remember but he said we did it together you know and he said that's where the girls were found in those exact holes and i saw later on a different quote where he uh he told Stephen that he was digging like a fish pond or whatever. It was what they ended up turning like the barbecue pit into was originally supposed to be like a fish pond. Um, and like he, he dug Heather's grave essentially, but like by himself, his father was like, yeah, go dig a hole. We're going to like make a fish pond. Cool. Thanks. I hate it. You know what? Funny enough. So did Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, strangely enough, if you tell somebody that they help, you helped them dig a grave or they helped you words words are hard that sentence will fuck anybody's day up that's what i'm trying to say i got you i know okay so we're gonna take a little no. little walk through the timeline oh, real fast no and we're gonna talk about all the murders that we blanked earlier oh no okay so just to recap i keep hitting my microphone i'm a terrible person 1967 way back in the day the July of 1967 was when Anne McFall was killed. And some of these I'm not going to go back into t- big detail because, like, we talked about them in depth already. Yeah. So, like, we talked about Anne McFall. She was pregnant. We don't really know exactly how she died. She was buried in, like, a field. How she died. How she died. Um. So, January 6th of 1968 is when he killed that Mary Bastholm, the 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a teenage waitress at a cafe that he frequented. Um, he abducted her from a bus stop on Bristol Road in Gloucester, and her remains were never never found, though he did, like, confess to her killing. And he said that he buried her in Bishop's Cleave, but obviously, like, that's a big area, and, like, we don't know where. Right. So June 20th of 1971 is when Charmaine was killed, um, and then August, obviously, is when her mom was killed, mm-hmm. like, right after. Um, so April 20th of 1973 is when Linda Goff was killed. Um. And then following that was Carol Ann Cooper, the 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. So after Carol Ann was on December 27th of 1973, they killed a lot in 1973, um, was Lucy Partington, who was 21. She was an Exeter University student and the cousin of, of like a famous novelist. His name is Martin Amos. He's famous over there. He's not really famous here. <laughs> um, but she was also abducted from a bus stop. 
and her precise date of death might have been about a week after her disappearance because Fred like admitted himself into like the emergency room with like big like a big big cut on his right hand on January 3rd Mm -hmm. so like they think that like when he was like dismembering her he like like, slipped and cut himself so they think it was like we don't know exactly when but somewhere between like the 27th and the 3rd is when she was killed and then her body was one of the ones found in the cellar oh god this name is hard okay uh, april 16th of 1974 therese siegenthaler bless you who was also 21 and a sociology student at the greenwich community college um she was abducted by both of them because she was like hitchhiking and they just scooped her up um so he always called her the dutch girl or he called her tulip because she was like from switzerland but then he was like you're dutch and she's like no i'm not i'm from switzerland and he was like i don't care uh so there's that always quality um and so he also buried her in the cellar but he ended up actually building like a chimney on top of her so like her body wouldn't be found and then november 15th uh he killed 15 year old shirley hubbard um, she was a foster child that was abducted from a bus stop and she was like, she had gone on a date and she was like heading home. Um, How old was she? 15. What are you doing going on dates at 15? I know. That's what I was thinking. But Honey it's funny. No. Um, but like, yeah, so she'd gone out with her boyfriend and then he reported her missing when she didn't like show up the next day. Mm. Um, but her, uh, her dismembered remains were also found in the cellar. And her head had been... Oh, yeah. She was the one where her head was completely covered in tape. And she also had the... Oh, she was the, the one with the, the nasal things. Yeah. Um, and then, like I had said, um, April 12th of 1975 is when they killed Juanita Mott. Um, and she was 18. And she had u- she used to live there. But she had, like, moved to, like, this place called Newent with, like, a family friend. And they ended up, like, seeing her while hitchhiking. We're like, holy shit, we know that girl. And then they took her home and murdered her. Um, and then, like I said, May 10th of 1978 was when Shirley Robinson was killed. That was, like, the whole one with the baby. Yeah. Except, like, because Fred said later that Rose was the one who cut the baby out. But at a different point, he also said that he originally planned to sell her baby to, like, a couple. And he had, like, literally taken photos, like, of her and, like, of himself to be, like, look, it's our baby. Like, this is what we look like. Like, this is how far along she, like, he was, like, gonna just straight sell this baby. Which is a, just a very bizarre thing. to I, I don't think selling a baby would ever occur to me as like you, a way to make money. But, you, you know. You broke me. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> we're almost done. We only have two more victims and then we're done. Um, and these are both ones that we had talked about. So August 5th of 1979 was Allison Chambers. And then June 19th of 1987 was Heather. And then Heather was the last one. So we're done with that. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, they also thought there was additional victims. Um, they think that they committed at least like 10 murders. Um, but they like, so they committed murders to like 1975. And then from 1975 to 1978, they didn't. And so police are kind of like, eh. but did you know? <laughs> right. And then after that, like from 
they committed one more in 1979 and then they didn't kill anyone again until their daughter in 1987 so they were like mm, that's nine years like yeah that doesn't uh, quite fit the pattern um so during questioning fred confessed to murdering up to 30 people indicating up to another 18 undiscovered victims and like they said he was like always like really relaxed like he had like he was super detached didn't really have any feelings like he would talk about this stuff in like the third person a lot of the time and stuff so like obviously they brought like in a criminal psychologist and were like yeah tell us what's wrong with him um and he actually just said that he didn't really actually like diagnose him with anything he was just like yeah he's been doing this for so long he's just desensitized like this doesn't mean anything to him they also said that um he like it's likely that he would have never stopped killing oh for sure like there was like no way they're like yeah he might have like taken longer and longer breaks he gets older but like he's never gonna stop um Oh, I hate this. But um, uh, one of the theories that they have that explains why they, like, stopped murdering people was that they had begun a practice of befriending teenage girls from, like, teen homes, mm-hmm. uh, like, and, like, sexually abusing them. Oh. And then, like, forcing them to become prostitutes in their, like, house and stuff. And then they, like, brought in a bunch of weird lodgers who were, like, into that stuff and who would, like, pay them to, like, bring young girls and stuff. So they were, like, they might have just been... Just switched businesses. Either, like, either just been so busy they didn't have time to or just were, like, oh, we're making a lot of profit. Like, we still get to, you know, do some of the stuff we like to do. So they, yeah. they might have just been, like, satisfied. Um, Obviously, like, everyone testified at Rose's trial that, like, it was definitely her, too. Like, that she was the worst one. <laughs> um, So they were, like, oh, that also might be why because, like, Rose... Like, was getting basically an endless stream of girls. Like, she wasn't have to, like, right. fight for them. Um, also, four young girls, similar in age and physical characteristics, um, are known to have, like, disappeared around the time he, like, lived in these places. Yeah. And one of them sketchy. was a, yeah, was a girl named Margaret McAvoy, who, like, they knew, like, they knew each other and stuff. And he also had rented a, like, so, like, his house... And then there was, like, a plot, a little plot, like, next to them mm-hmm. where there was, like, a garden. And he, like, rented out that as well. Like, he mm-hmm. owned that as well. Um, and there he, like, he, it was, like, a big thing. And he was, like, oh, I'm going to make a big garden. But then he never did anything with it. Like, there was, it was just a fucking empty, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to one neighbor, he said that he had used the, like, because he made a little itty-bitty tiny garden, like, the corner. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what about all the rest of it? And he was like, oh, that's for something special. Ugh. And they were like, what the fuck does that mean? And he was like, oh, it's just something special. His own you know. personal cemetery. <laughs> yeah. However, they were unable to investigate whether there were more bodies there because they fucking were built over in the 1970s as part of a fucking highway. Oh, dear. Yeah, they basically, like, force bought the land from him and built, like, a highway. Very convenient. Yeah. Okay, this is the last section. I promise. We're almost done. (laughs) We've pulled through. I, that's a word for it. We're (laughs) going to talk about the aftermath of this, because obviously this was If you don't tell me that somebody got cancer or ass raped or murdered. I mean, he killed himself. I mean, everyone. I mean, I know he killed himself. I mean, Rose is fine. Pussyfoot way out. I was like, those are the only two people, and Rose is fine. Uh, She's still in prison. I hope she gets cancer. 
I mean, she probably will. She's getting, <laughs> she's getting very old, and like that's pretty, pretty common. Um, so Fred's body was cremated in Coventry on March 29th of 1995. Um, there were only four people there. They had a five-minute service mm. in which they sung no hymns. Um, Reverend Robert Simpson quoted sections of Psalm 23 and then added a solemn reminder to those present that they must remember everyone else who also suffered because of this tragic events. So they were basically like, yeah, fuck yeah. this dude. Think about all the people he fucking murdered. Like, why are we here? Right. Um, so he was scattered at the Welsh Seaside Resort on Barry Island, which is like something he had done a lot when he was like a kid and like even as an adult, like with his family and stuff. Um, yeah. So if you're a serial killer, you don't deserve to have your ashes spread somewhere that means to something to you. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Your ashes deserved to get fucking. I'm actually surprised they even let them take them because a lot of times they just bury them yeah. like on site. They deserve to get fed to feral hogs and then shit out um so after the 1994 arrest of their parents the four youngest west children um that had been born between 1978 and 1983 mm-hmm. um they were all like taken into witness protection and like they were all given new identities yeah strangely enough <laughs> um so charmaine and reno were cremated in kettering and at the insistence of anna marie they shared the same coffin oh um and as a direct result of, like, how good she did in this investigation, my girl DC Savage, uh, she won, like, a like a big, like, fucking award for this shit. Like, she got placed on, like, an honors list, and she got, like, a big award for it and stuff, which, like, good. good. Well fucking deserved. Good for Thank her. You. I'm proud of her. And then we immediately get sad. Um, <laughs> Fred's younger brother, John, you know the one way back in the day that would go to the club with him? Yeah. He hung himself in the garage of his Gloucester home in November of 1996. Um, but conveniently, at the time of his suicide, he was also awaiting a jury verdict in his trial for the alleged multiple rapes of Anna Marie from the 1970s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, it's probably more because of the case than yeah. the, the, anything to do with this. But I thought that was like wild. I was like, oh, good. It runs in the family. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Um, so in March of 1996, Rose wanted to like appeal her sentence. No. Um, and the, the judges were literally just like, no. No. Literally just were like, no. Absolutely not. And then July of 1997, again, they were like, yeah, no, you're not getting parole. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And then she tried to appeal again in 2000 and then no. in 2001. No. Uh, well, no, into uh, yeah, 2000 she tried again, and then 2001 she announced her intentions to cancel her appeals, saying she would never feel free even if she was released. That's kind of the point. Even though she still says she's innocent. No, you're not. Um, originally, Anna Marie and May would visit her a lot up until like 2006 because she fucking cut them off when they started asking questions about the murders. <sighs> And then she justified this decision to cut them off by saying, I was never a parent then, and I couldn't be now. I'll take things that make you look guilty for 600, Alex. Um, Anne-Marie is the only person who still visits her. Which, like, I liked Anne-Marie in the beginning. She also changed her name to Anne-Marie. It's no longer Anna-Marie. Gotcha. Um, But uh, I liked her in the beginning, but I'm just like, girl. Yeah. Cut these people out of your stop fucking visiting life. Her. I need you to stop. 
um they had oh god i hated this so one of their former friends and like he like lived with them for a while his name was terrence crick uh he ended up killing himself in his car in january of 1996 that was when i was born um at 48 because he had become like friends with fred way back in the caravan Mm-hmm. And then, like, Fred, remember how I told you that Fred said that he committed, like, illegal abortions on people? Mm-hmm. Well, he told this man the same thing and, like, showed him a bunch of surgical instruments. So maybe there was, like, a shred of truth to that. And he also had Polaroid pictures of, like, the girls he, like, performed abortions on. You're saying words and I don't like them. Yeah. And Crick also said that, like, Fred had asked him to, like, find girls he could, like, commit abortions on. Um, but he, but Crick told the police, like he went to the police and told them after this happened and the police didn't do anything. And I think he felt like really guilty that they didn't like the, that, you know, even though it wasn't his fault that the police yeah. didn't do anything, I think he felt really guilty. Um, so he ended up like doing the whole car thing with the carbon monoxide poisoning and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, in 2004, one of the West's youngest children, Barry claimed to have witnessed the murder of his sister, Heather. Um, he had been seven at the time, and he said that Fred and Rose had restrained her and then sexually and physically abused her, and then Rose had repeatedly stamped on her head until she stopped moving. Oof. Which, honestly, like, from what they did, and, like, the fact that she was found tied up, that, like, her fingernails were missing and stuff, like, that that makes way more sense than, like, the story that they told. Yeah, that unfortunately checks out. <sighs> um... But their house was actually demolished in October of 1996 uh, with every single piece of personally taken and destroyed good to like nothing because they didn't want people to like hunt for souvenirs right um and then they ended up like turning into like a public park later so like no one could really like do anything yeah um and then on a super sad end note oh no uh in 1999 Anne marie tried to commit suicide by drowning herself in a river And then Stephen tried to commit suicide in 2002 by hanging himself. But yeah, and then in 2004, he was jailed for nine months for having unlawful sex with a 14-year-old on multiple occasions. And I no longer feel bad for you. Yup, that kind of was my opinion. I was like, oh, that's so sad. And then I read the next sentence and I was like, and now I'm not sad. Funny how that works. Now I'm not sad about it anymore. Then that's the last sentence I have that's (laughs) Well then, that was on that happy uh, note. A roller coaster that you just took me on. I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't. You thought it couldn't get worse, but it always gets worse. It got so much worse. It just never gets better. No. It just consistently gets worse. Yes. (laughs) I'm really good at this. Nope. Nope. Does your brain hurt now? Yeah, a little bit. Honestly, so does mine. Like a lot. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of empty in there. Yeah. It hurts a little bit. I don't... <laughs> I don't have words. I don't have any words. But at least you never have to think about it again. Ever again. <laughs> you made it through, and now does I have to think about it? Because I have to edit this. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> it's fine. It's You're fine. fine. This is fine. Yeah. So, uh, follow us on all the things. Yep. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Patreon. Don't forget to become a Patreon so we can and keep YouTube. bringing you these real fucked up cases. 
Um, and all of those are bitches uh, and murders podcasts, with the exception of Twitter, which is at and murders because they don't like bitches, but they're okay with murder? Question mark. You know, I get it. Yeah, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, stay spooky. But uh, I I don't even want to <gasps> touch that with like a ten foot pole. <laughs> I was like trying to think of a specific. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you do illegal abortions and then keep Polaroid pictures of the girls that you do illegal abortions on. Not that spooky. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you you don't know how to build nasal cannulas out of things you have in your house. And I don't want you to try. Don't be that spooky. Maybe just don't wrap their nose. Just don't be that. I don't like it. Just don't be that spooky. Don't don't do it. I don't want to hear about it. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you build a barbecue pit on top of a grave. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you turn your fish pond into a barbecue pit. These are two very different things. (laughs) And I don't know how we made the leap from fish pond to barbecue pit. Yeah. But I'm judging. Also, oh. Yeah, maybe say spooky, but not so spooky that you literally have your son dig the grave for his own sister who you murdered and put in a trash can. Not that spooky. Too spooky. Too too spoop for me. Too spoop. (laughs) It's where we're drawing the line at the spoop. I am done with this case. I am never thinking about it again. (laughs) I am burning those 21 pages and I am done. That's valid. That's really valid. So yeah, uh, keep it spooky. Yeah, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>